When I need to send cash fast, the Western Union app is my go-to. And now you can send up to $500 for a $5 fee worldwide. All you have to do is download the app, choose the pay in cash option, then come in and pay at a participating Western Union agent location. Download the Western Union app today. Tell me, do we get what we deserve? Oh, we get what we deserve. And where down we go, oh, 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 where down we go, oh, 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 so where. Cast Radio, bringing you the best in local and national news in bass fishing, as well as interviews with some of the best anglers from all over the U.S. With your host, Brian Carter and Bruce Callis. All right, guys, it's that time of the week again. Time for another great episode of Bass Cast Radio with co-host Bruce Callis. What's up, Bruce? Ah, Brian, happy Easter, my brother. Yes, sir. We apologize. We are doing this on Easter, but because of everyone's schedule and being on the road, here it is. So, thank you. Can't always pick every non-holiday. That's true. true. I'd like to thank everybody that's listening to us live. Um, It's going to be a great show, guys. Great show. Um, Tell us who we got, Bruce. I'm going to let you introduce everybody. Well, tonight we have with us uh, Mr. David Romanus of uh, Cal Coast Fishing. He's going to give us a rundown on the great products they have. And uh, we have, um, oh, jeez, I lost got, his name. We got Chris Brummett. We got Chris Brummett going to give us a, yeah. Have, Go ahead. And then and then the uh, winner of the Elite Bass. Master uh, event on uh, the Toledo Bend. Yes, sir. And it was, uh, what was his name again? I'm terrible. Oh, no, John Murray, man. <laughs> uh, I, I knew it was John, but I couldn't detect that. 
No, you're good. So, yes, it's going to be. Yeah, at least somebody went fishing. I did make a I did make a trip down to Richmond. Uh, we visited Bass Pro Shop, and um, that was pretty cool. And went went over to uh, Green Top, and I got to see some friends there. And I actually got out Friday with actually one of our sponsors, um, Bill Lewis of Diablo Jig, and did some fishing. Well, good. So. Yeah. Yeah, I got to. A little bit about jigs. Well, good. Yeah, I got to see Bill. If you guys know who Bill is at a Green Top Sporting Goods, Green Pole. I mean, that's my boy, man. Like I said, uh, you guys need anything from Green Top Sporting Goods if you're living in that area, please make sure you visit. Um, I'm sorry, but sometimes I think it's a whole lot better than bass, and but. It's great to have them side by side, so that way we got something to choose from. And you can visit both in one day. That's it, both in one day. Plus, you know, now we got Gand. What is it? Um, what's the other one you guys have there now? I'm trying to think. Here? Yeah. Uh, Cabela's. That's right, Cabela's. So you got Cabela's there now too. I'm not too big into the hunting part, but I know a lot of guys are, and uh, I, I kind of Cabela's leave it to the the hunters so i know they have fishing gear as well but they got a lot of hunting gear oh yeah they got a lot of cool stuff too yeah so so it is great to have little niche on so it is great to have all these uh stores in one location so that's pretty cool oh definitely definitely so you didn't get out fishing this weekend? No, I have been on the road the last two weekends, so I thought it would be good for me to uh, spend some time with the girlfriend. That way, um, you know, keep everything happy here. Because oh, this Saturday, I'm hoping to go fishing Saturday morning, and then Sunday, I will be covering Bass Quest. And then the week after that uh, is Angler's Choice. And then we have a uh, FLW event, another FLW event up on Smith Mountain Lake. So the next two weekends I'll be on the road. So I kind of wanted to hang around here a little bit, do a little family time for the holiday. Oh, be busy. busy. So yeah, we'll be back to being busy again. I guess I'll just go, I'll just go fish. Yeah, you just keep catching those fish um, yeah, and, sharing, and sharing them on the Bass Cast Facebook page. And make sure you share them while we're talking about sharing pictures. Share them under our contest for um, one of our great sponsors. Let's see here. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yes, our big fish contest. You know, that's right. You can win this. I got it right here in my hand. Parkway Marina. You can win a one-year pass and this extra-large T-shirt. You got to post a picture underneath that uh contest that we have going on right now we got about two weeks left so please get your pictures up and uh share them oh definitely definitely so big bass are starting to go on bed yes they are they're 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 going on beds everywhere and you know now's the fun time for I, i mean it's still tough but this is the time to catch the big boys yeah, we got out Friday and Saturday. I did, and 
We never found any locks on the beds, but the big girls were up there roaming around. They just wouldn't commit to any baits. They just fly away. Um, but it was fun. At least oh, yeah. looking at them. Oh yeah, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, I mean you see three or four seven, seven or eight pounders sitting on the bed, you know, just roaming around the beds. Man, that'll get your heart pumping. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, I'm doing catch and release, so if I catch one, it's immediately released back to the same bed. Oh, yeah. I'm not taking away from them. That's the way it should be. But if you're looking for a trophy to get catch that big one, now's a good time to do it. Just put them back on the bed, please. Yep, it's definitely true. Definitely true. Um, I know a lot of events wrapped up this past weekend. We're still waiting on results. Being a holiday, please bear with us. It'll probably be about Tuesday or Wednesday or so before we get a lot of the results from the weekend up. Um, we did have one local event this past weekend, our Hill City Bassmasters. Um, they fished at the Bannister River slash lake. Jacob Stevens and Greg Lindsay end up winning that. So the results are up for that event. But uh, like I said, please bear with us on the rest of them because it is a holiday weekend. So um, while we're on the site, oh, let's definitely. go ahead. Let's go ahead and plug our sponsors, Bruce. Um, Stanton River Outdoors, Alta Vista, Virginia. Uh, Missile Baits. Please thank John Cruz and everyone at Missile Baits for sponsoring us. Uh, we've got a bunch of swim baits to give away. I'm trying to get some of the new 48s. I got some right here. I am hoping to get more. I'm hoping you guys get them soon. So, thank you, John Cruz, for sponsoring the Basscast. Uh, Dick Sporting Goods. Oh, for definitely. Thank you. Yep. Dick Sporting Goods for sponsoring our big fish for the Basscast Fall Tournament Trail. The schedule is up for that, everyone. It's right above the sponsors, Missile Baits. So, click on that, and it'll take you directly to the schedule for 2017. Um, like, excuse me, Bruce was speaking about Bill with Diablo Custom Baits. Uh, got lots of jigs here. And um, Grego Lures, man, He's giving us way spinner baits. So I'd like to thank them, as we just had mentioned. And, uh, for, Go ahead. Yep, BassBoatForSale.com. Yep, looking to buy a boat, sell a boat. Um, Check out BassBoatForSale.com, the number four. And uh, Ledgehead Lures, um, they make, um, like I said, the swim bait heads. We should have some soon. Um, I apologize we haven't started giving them away yet. I have spoken to the owner, and he is extremely, extremely busy. He's got some big, this dude's got some big name clients. I'm talking about people call up says, you make as many as you can make and get them to me. And I'm like, wow. That's pretty freaking cool for, you know, a small business and, you know, that's definitely blessed to um, be able to have customers like that. So want to thank all of our sponsors. Um, we're going to take a commercial break and we'll be right back. I'm Jonathan Archer. I'm Andy Arthur. And I'm Paul Smith of Stan River Outdoors. 
It's that time of the year again, and Stanton River Outdoors is not just a gun shop. We have your fishing needs covered. We have rods, reels, line, live bait, and a large selection of lures, including gray goat spinnerbaits. We also have rod and reel repair and custom rod building. Late evening, early morning, and forgot something before the big tournament? We have an emergency on-call number of 434-444-7682 in case you forgot something. So come on down to Stanton River Outdoors, 508B, Pennsylvania Avenue, Alavosta, Virginia, or call 434-608-2601. Stanton River Outdoors for all your outdoor needs. Points, cash, gear, sports. With the Dick Scorecard, you earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dick Scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dick's. Father, tell me, do we get what we deserve? Oh, we get what we deserve. And where down we go, oh, 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 where down we go, oh, 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 guys we are back one of our guests tonight mr david romanos what's up david how you guys doing man we are doing great doing great my father thank you thank you for taking the time to come on and talk with us tonight on easter sunday we definitely appreciate that for taking time out of your schedule oh yeah no problem my pleasure all right so how is that Beautiful California weather. It's really, <laughs> it's really nice. We're actually, uh, we got a little bit of a little bit of weather coming in. Uh, supposed to be a little bit tonight. We might get a little bit of rain. I know they're getting some up north. Um, I'm down south a little bit, but uh, supposed to get a little bit of a little bit of water. So hopefully uh, we need it down here still. So um, we'll see. But yeah, 
That's awesome. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's really good. Alright. Awesome. If you guys have not been sleeping under a rock and have not heard of the Calicoast fishing some of the great amazing products they've come out with and the crazy thing is you guys have came up with three products and you're killing it with all three man yeah i i know it's we haven't we haven't thrown in a uh a, a lemon yet but you know hopefully we'll hopefully we'll uh we'll, we'll keep on back a thousand you know yeah i mean you know um, I, we we've seen the tournament bait sacks they're amazing. You know, all these big yeah. swim baits, a lot of people throwing. You know, store it. Yep. Keep it from, keep the uh, hooks from rusting while they're sitting on your line. Uh, the clipping call system. Yep. I mean, I've seen so many freaking videos done on the clipping. We've actually done one here at the Basscast as well. Uh, ben Hudson did one on the clipping call system. And then you got the Cali clip. I mean, how did all this stuff come about, man? Yeah. Uh... Well, it started. It started with uh, with the uh, with the bait sack was was the first product. I was just, you know, me and my buddy were we were out fishing um, our home lake out in Southern California, Lake Casitas, and we were throwing a rigs and, and cranks and stuff like that. We there was never we never found anything. We were using those Velcro wraps, right? And obviously for the a rig, nothing really was out for for the a rig. And we just looked at each other and we said, man, I'm so sick of this, you know, this A-rig getting hung up on everything, you know, because it's so gangly, but it's fun, to, oh, yeah. it's fun to throw. You know, the bike's really fun when it's on. So um, I go, when we were laughing, we were sitting there and, and I said, yeah, I'm in these trouble hooks on the, on the cranks and all that stuff getting bumped and, and snagged on everything. And um, I go, man, I'm going to think of something. When I get home, I'll put the, I'll put the boat in the garage and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna figure something out. So I actually did it that night. I made a really crude prototype. It wasn't actually. It didn't really look anything like the Baytech does. It was just sort of evolved into that. Right. But I made a really crude prototype, threw an A rig in it, and it worked. And I just <laughs> I just laughed. At, I I taped I taped and I sent it to my buddy, and we were laughing. I go, this is the Baytech, and we started cracking up. We go, the name, all the Baytech. We go, yeah, that's it. You know, when you hear a name, sometimes when you hear that name, you go, a certain name, you go, that's it. And you don't really have to think about anything else. And I caught, actually, I caught a lot of heat over it. You know, my sister and my brother-in-law are, are partners in with me, and they actually didn't like the name The Bait Sack. Wow. So think of something else. I said, no, we're not changing. We're staying with The Bait Sack. So uh, it was that's actually a pretty funny story. But, um yeah, that's basically how it happened, and and then we just sort of evolved. I sort of, you know, playing around with designs and 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 doing stuff like that. And then I finally brought an engineer. And I said, "This is what I want. Uh, let's try to let's try to make this work." The hardest part about the whole thing was actually the clips, because there's so many different uh, rods, diameter rod right. sizes out there that. It was really well. Obviously, I wanted to come out with one universal clip, but it was almost next to impossible. So I said, "Hey, man, let's let's come up with three, and um, we'll uh, we'll go from there." So that's pretty much what happened. And then um, just a different, you know, the the Cali clip uh, came up, and that that product actually is super versatile. I, 
I think people, when they first see it, and, and they, they say, oh, it's only for the drop shot. Well, I don't really fish the drop shot that much, but it's not for the, only for the drop shot. It's for everything. You got punch rigs, you got Carolina rigs, T rigs, you know, if you got Texas rigs, pretty much anything. And right. then we also have a little hook keeper on the side there. So you can put that, it's basically a portable hook keeper. You can put that thing anywhere, move it around, twist it around, put it wherever you want it. Um, so I, I love that product. I think it's cool. I, hopefully it's going to, I mean, you know, we've sold, we're, we're selling them. We're selling them pretty good, but I think there's going to be a time where it's really going to take off if we really get it out there and, and, and get get it out there how versatile it really is. So, um, And then uh, obviously the, the clip and coal was, was something that, you know, I was – I just got sick of looking at fish when you catch a fish. They got a big old gaping, gaping hole in them. Yep. Um, I just sort of got sick of seeing that. And then, you know, obviously we're not the first ones to come out with a with a non-puncture clip. But the problem with all the ones before us, they never stayed on the fish. And that's all that I ever heard. Yeah, that's cool, but it doesn't. They don't stay on the fish. So I said, hey man, we're gonna make one. We're going to figure out a way to make one that actually stays on the fish and works. And um, I think that's what we did, you know. So. Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. It, it's definitely one of the hottest items. Can you give us a... Go ahead, Bruce. Something you've had problems keeping in stock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been a problem because, hey man, it's it's a new product. Um, I made I made a decent sized order in the beginning. I knew they were going to sell. You know, I, I didn't have any question about that. I just didn't want to. You know, obviously you don't want to order a hundred thousand of them and have them sitting in your warehouse or whatever. If something does happen, you know, maybe your design yet, maybe you got to you got a little you got to tweak your design or something. But oh yeah, we prototyped them. We have three. We had 3D printed prototypes for about six months. I had, you know, some of our staff, by the way, I think our staff, and I'm not just saying this, I think we, I got, Calco's Fishing got the best staff in the business. Um, they, they all do a, a great job. We prototyped that thing. We, we field tested it for about six months and just, we thought it was ready. And, um, and then I made a, made an order and, it just started going crazy, just absolutely crazy. So I made a couple more orders, and they're just continuing to sell out. So um, we're actually back ordered right now and waiting on our next shipment on the 25th. And then I got another shipment coming in after that to piggyback onto that. So we should be good for a while. But yeah, they've been hard. They've been tough to keep them stocked for sure, man. No doubt. Oh, definitely that, and that's a great thing to have. I mean, that's what everybody yeah. wants when they put something out on the market. It is that good. And I, yeah. I can attest they are that good. So, and well, thank you. Man. I know you appreciate that. And I know your creative juices are always flowing. I mean, I know they never stop. And I know you've got a lot of great things <laughs> coming down the line. What's some of the big stuff you've got coming out now? Uh, oh, man. I'll tell you, well, I mean, we just came out with the, with the, the money beam. It's a, uh, it's a colon beam, and it works with our colon system. It's super unique. See, the whole thing about us, 
we want to put out products that are unique. We don't want to do just the same old, same old, um, but we want to do products that function, that are simple, and that actually work. And they save, and they're a, they make the experience of fishing, whether you're fishing a tournament or fun fishing or whatever, enjoyable, and it makes it makes it better. So um, we got the money beam we just came out with, um, and then we came out with the rod mule. Um, we're taking pre-orders on those right now. I actually don't have product in. We'll probably have them in about three weeks. And um, those are two cool products. The rod mules, my, that thing's awesome. That thing's killer. So, um, and then we got a couple more products. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't spill the beans, man. I, I got one. We got a we got a product coming out. I'll try not to say too much. It's it's a terminal tackle box. It's called the uh, the battle box. And um, I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be super cool. And the thing about our products, man, we get a lot of. Like I said, well, our staff is, I think it's the best in the business. And we get a lot of ideas from our staffs, too. You know what I mean? We, we throw it out there. We say, hey, what do you guys want to see? What do you guys need? I had a staff member come up with the battle box. And he, you know, he, he told me, he called me up. He says, hey, man, I got an idea. I says, let's hear it. And um, he told me, and I, at first, I didn't really, I didn't really like it. I said, eh. And then I started thinking about it that night, and I go, man, the more and more I thought about it, I loved it. And I called him back. I says, Frank, I think we're going to make this thing. I think it's killer. I think we're going to kill it. And that's sort of what we're doing now. We're going to uh, – I'm prototyping these things right now, and um, hopefully they'll be out soon. But uh, that's about all I can tell you, man. <laughs> oh, cool. Now, now, the rod mule, explain what the rod mule is because a lot of people, it's going to be new to them. Yep. Um, it's just it's basically a, a rod reel transport system. Um, we got a rod sock on the top, a big, a large rod sock. We got uh, strapping uh, that comes down, and and we have uh, the uh, neoprene Velcro wraps. You know, like the rod wraps that they sell. Right. The stretchy ones. We got those attached onto there, um, and then at the bottom. We got a, a buckle that goes around the the butt end of the end of the rods below the the reels, and then we have a shoulder strap um, that's also adjustable on the fly. If you want to carry it, um, you know, just hand carry it, or you can or you can uh, loosen it up and throw it over your shoulder. Um, so it's it's super versatile and it's it's a product that it doesn't really dis- discriminate. We did it originally for like co-anglers um guys that are you know running running their gear back from their truck to their boat and vice versa or, or into hotels or motels um and right. you know if you're carrying you know five to ten rods it it becomes a nightmare sometimes so um i think it's a it's a real necessity it's a really cool product i've used it for the last you know three four months and um it's it's awesome. So that's pretty much uh, I mean, that was pretty much it. And I think that would be great for the bank fishermen too. That way they that's can carry the rod. Exactly. That's why I said it doesn't discriminate uh, bank fishermen, anybody. You know, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be. And I think the salt guys, 
at some point we're going to come out with a probably a little beefier model um maybe for the salt guys i think they'll eat it up um you know when they're going on those you know two three four week trips they you know it, it, it's going to be cool for them too so yeah that's I think cool it's for everybody i don't think it has like i said we, we made it a bit uh, originally for the co-anglers, that's who we thought about. But um, I think anybody can use it. Oh, well, definitely. I can see. I can see that being one of my main items to use because I, yep. like you say, transporting it from the vehicle to wherever you want to go doesn't matter. To wherever you want to go, and the other thing it's going to be huge for is the kayak guys, the kayak fishermen. They're gonna, they're gonna love it. That's me. Absolutely love it. That's me. Uh, yeah, that's Brian. You? Yeah, I fish out of a I kayak. I... Huh? Well, dude, you gotta get one of these. You gotta try one of these things. They're yeah. Killer. Yeah, I fish out of a Wilderness Systems Ride 115. I love it. Okay, cool. I'm not. I'm personally not a kayak guy. I mean, I, I've never. I got some friends that are. I've never finished out of one, but I know that that sport is just blowing up, man. Absolutely blowing up. Yeah, and the cool. clipping call is great for them because that way they can hold on to the fish and not lose it while they're trying to get, like, when they do their bump board tournament where they can hold on to the fish while they get everything straight without fear of losing the fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, They've been, yeah, they've been using those those uh, strayer clips, and I got a couple. We got a couple really good guys on our staff that are kayak guys. Ron Champion, uh, Jay Wellen, um, Jeremy, uh, not Jeremy Williams. There's another guy I can't I can't remember his name right now, but um, I got a couple guys that are actually uh, testing those out for that, and they love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think at some point we're going to come out with a, a two or three pack of the clipping holes. Okay. For the kayak guys. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. Brian will be first in line. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely true. Absolutely. I'll send you one out. Bro. All right. Thank you. Definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Well, David, I thank you so much for your time this evening. Um, I, I know you're a busy man. I know right now you're probably going to go back in and tinker with something. Cause... No. <laughs> yeah, I probably will. <laughs> no, I'm going to wait till tomorrow, I think. I'm going to give it a rest. I'm going to give my, oh, my brain a rest in a minute. I have a well, question. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. I have a question real quick, Bruce. Go ahead, Brian. How did it all come about, man? How did how did this uh, company Cal right. Coast Fishing all come about? You, you talking to me? Yes, sir. You. How did the whole how did the whole company come about? I mean, was it the one product that started it all? I mean, you said you had your family involved, or it was, was this? The one, it was the one product that started it all, um, and it just sort of you know, progressed into to what it is, you know, right now. 
and yeah, my family was involved. My family has, my sister has some products that uh, she does really well with, and and some and some big box stores and stuff, and not in the, obviously not the fishing industry, right, but right. It's the uh, it's the beauty industry. But um, and that's been a big help. She's been a big help, you know, with the Bass Pros and the and the sporting goods and and stuff like that, dealing with them a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's helped. But, yeah, it started with one product, and it's just sort of uh, just growing from there, you know. It'll be two years this October. Guys, entrepreneurship is still alive, people. Definitely is. And here it is right here. One little product started it all, and now it's everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, definitely. David, we're me going, and man. We're gonna, we, we got some, we got some cool products coming, so keep an right. eye out. Stay tuned. All right, one last thing before you do leave, David. Where can they find the products? Uh, I know you got a website, your Facebook page, Instagram, any social media. Plug it. We got uh, CalcoastFishing.com is our is our site. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big social media guy, but I don't. Bruce, you would probably know. Better than I would on the social media. Uh, he's got um, he's got Cal Coast Fishing on Facebook. He's got uh, at Cal Coast Fishing on Instagram. Uh, there is a Twitter. Uh, we're also on Tumblr and Flickr. So oh, that's right. Huh? And, you got it covered. And we've got uh, a YouTube channel, and I believe there's a I haven't really looked, and I'm bad about that, but we've got the new Facebook page. It's really interactive. Yep. Um, so you can, also, you can also get our products. Also get our products at uh, Tackle Warehouse, uh, select Bass Pro Shops, select uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, um, and a bunch of bunch of. Uh, Stores around the country. Cool. Awesome. So, oh, yeah. And Fishtails up at uh, Lake Anna is one of our distributors, also. There you go. Fishtails, um, yeah. So. We got. A, I got to update our dealer list on the site. Um, we got a bunch, bunch of new stores. So, um, few stores in Canada too. So. Oh, awesome. And also, we, we're international, Bruce. You know that, right? <laughs> That's right. We're all over the world. We're all over the place, man. Well, David, man, me and Bruce. It's not just something here. Go ahead, Bruce. Go ahead, Brian. All right. Well, we're definitely glad. Thank you for thank you for coming on with us, man. Hey, thanks, you guys, man. I hope I didn't talk too much. And uh, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, sir. Anything we can uh, do to you. help no, you, please let us know. No. All right, guys. Uh, We're going to take a quick boys. break, and we'll be right back.
right, guys, we are back with Mr. Chris Brummett. If you guys have been living under a log, Chris Brummett won the uh, Big Bass Tour event on Smith Mountain Lake last weekend, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah, it was last Sunday uh, with the final day. I caught my fish on Saturday, but the uh, I had to kind of sweat it out. But the uh, the actual end of the tournament was, was Sunday evening. There you go, and uh, Chris took home a brand new Nitro, which is up for sale, correct? Absolutely. It's at Conrad Brothers Marine at Smith Mountain Lake. There you go. If you guys are interested in it, give them a call. Chris already had a boat on order, so this is a double blessing in disguise because maybe he can make a few coins to pay for the new boat. Absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, Chris. We did a little interview before, but we're going to go a little bit more in-depth on this thing, man. You know, you had Friday off. You were able to practice. Tell us a little bit about your practice on Friday for the event. Well, I went up Friday, and, uh, you know, the forecast was, was calling for a really windy and cloudy day. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what we had. It was windy and, and cloudy all day for the most part. Um, so... I started off, uh, I was hoping to, to get some bites maybe with uh, a spinner bait, maybe some crank bait, you know, doing, doing a little, some moving baits, but that didn't really work out for me. Um, I had, uh, I, I pretty much knew that the fish would be either cruising or on beds already. Right. And uh, I found a lot of males, I found a lot of males on beds, um, and that's pretty much uh, all I found that were, were locked on, and they were just semi-locked on. A lot of those. If you got close to them, they would spook and be gone. But one one pattern that I found that was pretty consistent was there was a lot of females cruising, uh, you know, parallel to the bank. They were they were looking to see where they were where they were going to spawn, where the best spot to spawn would be. Um, and 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 that's you know when the fish are getting ready to spawn, that's that's what they typically do. And, and a lot of times, you know, you you throw baits parallel to the bank, uh, whatever, right. you know, your bait of choice may be, and, and you'll catch fish. So, uh, that's, that's, that's what I started doing. And I did that for the better part of the day. The clearer water, that side of the lake typically gets less wind. So I went over to dam side of the lake, you know, in the Cedar Key areas, particularly where I went first, <clears throat> I just started looking around what I could see, you know, I couldn't see extremely deep or, um, I couldn't see a lot basically. It was the overcast and it was still a little windy over on that side, but I went to a pocket that I've, that I've been into in years past that typically have a lot of spawning fish. And on the way in, you know, I saw a lot of fish, uh, kind of doing the same thing, kind of set up, uh, some males on beds and females cruising on my way out. Uh, I went along a little bit deeper bank, and I, I was able to see uh, about four beds in a row in between two boat docks, and a couple of the beds had males on them. One of the beds was was fairly deep, you know, it was five and a half, six foot deep, and uh, I was lucky to see it, but around it, I seen a really big shadow, and it was, it was the fish that I ended up catching. She was uh, cruising from boat dock to boat dock. You know, she was she was wanting to spawn in that particular area. I was assuming she was wanting to spawn on that on the deeper uh, bed where the male was. So that's when I seen her. You know, I was pretty much done practicing for the day. 
uh, I, I pretty much packed it in and left. I didn't want a lot of people to see me, you know, sitting there trying to peek at her or look at her. When when you see a fish that big and and they look about oh, as yeah. wide as they are long, you know, you know, you know that's a good fish. So that was pretty much uh, that was pretty much my Friday practice. You know, I went home and and I had a good feeling about it. I knew she, it, it, you know, she wasn't on the bed. She was cruising back and forth, so I knew she would be in that area. I knew that uh, she wouldn't spawn, you know, that fast. So that was a uh, that was a good thing, and it just uh, that was that was what I was looking for, you know, Saturday morning first thing. That was that was no doubt in my mind my first spot that I was going to go check. Awesome. So. Leading into the event, beginning that morning, um, if you guys don't know how this thing, whole thing goes, um, it's a payout every hour. You know, you bring a big fish to the scales, a pay 10 places, and it's a, it's a card game. It really is. You know, who, who, they send out messages through your phone, you check your phone, you think you got one bigger than what's on the phone, you leave your spot, that can be risky sometime, someone else can come in and grab the spot. So you have to be very selective, and you're only allowed three fish in your boat at one time. That's correct. So it, it's a little That's game exactly. behind it. So day number one, what all happened, man? I know you went and caught the big one. but Well, day number one, I, I, uh, you know, I, I got to the lake fairly early. I, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 4, 4.30. I knew that if anybody else saw that fish, they would be there early waiting on it as well. So right. I got to to the lake fairly early, you know, put in at Parkway, and uh, I don't like to do it. I don't do any night fishing. I'm not particularly fond of the lake in the dark, but I uh, I drove in the dark from from Parkway over to uh, to to Cedar Key area, and uh, I set up and I basically put the boat right on the side of the bank. To where I was parallel with all of the beds, and I threw my talons down, and and sat there until I got the text for first cast. There you go. When uh, when I got the text for, by the time I got the text for the first cast, the uh, there was two guys that had had gotten there, you know, right at daybreak, uh, and and they were they started working the bank, and then they started working the boat dock that I was actually fishing towards. And uh, the guy, you know, he had obviously seen the fish. When when he pulled up, I heard him saying, like, hey, somebody's already there. So, I, you know, at that point, I knew he had seen the fish that, that I saw that Friday. But about my fifth or sixth cast, you know, I was just kind of fan casting out. You know, I started shallow uh, with a few casts, and then I, I cast right over where I thought the bed was. And then I went out to a little bit deeper water, you know, probably in that seven to eight foot range. And on that, on that, when I was retrieving that particular time in the seven to eight foot range, that's when she she laid into it and and bit it. And she, you know, she bit it good. And I knew she was she wasn't just defending or anything like that. She bit it like she was hungry and wanted to eat. And when I set the hook, you know, I pretty much knew it was a big fish. Uh, it was a it was it was a stout fish. And uh, she came up once, tried to try to break the surface, and uh, I, you know, at that point, I definitely knew it was the big fish. She rolled, and pretty much came in on her side after that. She, she oh wow, so so big and so fat. <laughs> she kind of came in on her side, and then it was the the tough part of trying to hold the rod and get her in the net by myself. That was a little difficult, but that uh, she didn't she didn't want to go in the net once I got her close and. 
you know, she was such a big fish, she was actually hard to get in the net. But once she got in the net and uh, I put her in the boat, I threw her in the live well real, real fast. I didn't really look at her real good. And I just kind of sat back for a second and uh, and took it all in. I, I pretty much knew that if I could catch that fish, you know, that was that, that one was going to be hard to beat. Guys, if you guys don't know, this thing was almost 8 pounds. 781, man. I mean, I... I've been covering tournaments on Smith Mountain Lake now for five plus years, probably close to seven, and I don't think I've seen anything that big come out of there yet. I know a lot of you old timers probably have, but in the last couple of years, you know, we've introduced the tiger bass to help with the population and get some larger bass in there, and that was definitely a big one. So, what were the what were the techniques that you were using for the event? Well, you know, I had I had pretty much figured the jig would play a big factor, and that's what I caught the big fish on was a jig, you know, and 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 that was my my biggest game plan of the event was just to fish something that I knew that the big fish would eat, and uh, the jig is something that I have a, a lot of confidence in on Smith, and also uh, I was going to throw the Cinco around a little bit. I mean, it's no secret that the Cinco is a great bait, and it's a, it's a good it's a good big fish bait too. You know, you catch a lot of small ones with the Cinco also, but oh, yeah. it, uh, it's hard for those big guys big guys or big girls, whichever one you want to want to look at. You know, it's hard for them to turn that to turn that bait down as well. And Actually, after I caught the big fish, you know, there, the male was a good fish as, as well. You know, the male that was actually, he was actually locked on the bed, but uh, he was about, you know, probably four and a half, five pounds. And after I caught the big fish, I pretty much left him alone. I had another couple of spots that i wanted to hit pretty quick that was pretty close to there and i actually left there and went and skipped the sinker underneath a boat dock and uh nobody was home or at least i thought not so i i, I was reeling the sinker in pretty fast you know real fast retrieve and about a five five and a half pounder chased it all the way back to the boat and i you know the fish saw the boat and once that happens at smith it's pretty much a done deal so i didn't I didn't catch that fish, and I never even went back for it. After I, I caught the big fish, and especially after I went and waded in, it was, you know, it was pretty, uh, it was just different. You know, unlike any tournament I've ever fished before, I, I just kind of lost it. and I didn't really want to uh, fish anymore. I was pretty much done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys, he lost us so much, he took me out to eat. Yeah, we ended up uh, eating Mexican that day. You know, I had always wanted to be winning a tournament so so far ahead that where I could uh, just quit for the day and go eat at the Mexican restaurant. And I guess that was if there was ever a time to do it, that one was going to be it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, we have never seen anything that big come out of that lake. I mean, it's been probably like I said, some of the old timers might have seen one, but that thing was huge. I mean, so going into day two. You know, being nerves tied and, uh, you know, fingers crossed, you you know, went out and fished. I know you told me you had one break off on your day number two. And what what did you do number, day number two as you were uh, waiting on the uh, last hour? Well, you know, I, I started off Saturday after after I fished. I came home, you know, and I was pretty excited. I came home, I talked to my wife, you know, I always back my boat in the garage, throw the battery charger on it and start charging, re-rig, you know, if, if there's a two-day or something, you know, I'll, right. I'll tie up lures and get get all my stuff pulled together and ready, reline any rods that need to be relined. 
And uh, I decided that, you know, we would go out to dinner, so we did. We went out to eat and come home, and I ended up falling asleep. You know, I had my alarm clock set early. Well, I get to the lake that morning, and I didn't charge my battery, so the boat didn't want to start. My trolling motor battery was about half shot. Uh, so I was I was a little bit behind the eight ball, and I had to uh, tie on that morning. But anyways, I, you know, I go to my first spot, and the shad was busting pretty good when I got to my first spot. I figured pretty much my game plan the second day was let's stay away from the bed, away from any other bedding areas. Let's try to do something different. I figured that the uh, a lot of those fish had gotten beat up on pretty well, pretty good the first day. You know, you got almost a thousand boats out there running around. Oh yeah. I figured I would try to stay away from from those areas. So so I ended up at a, at a spot where there were some shad and they were busting pretty good. And I was waiting on first cast and probably about five minutes before first cast, a boat blew in. And, you know, the shad stopped stopped jumping around, and I, I, I'm pretty sure there was a school with fish underneath them, or maybe not a school, but there were several fish underneath them. I don't know if it was striper or, or bass, but I, uh, I never got the chance to find out. And I fished around that area, you know, for probably 30 minutes or so and decided that uh, I wasn't going to do anything there. So I took off to another spot, and it's a rock wall that I fish a lot. And that rock wall usually will hold a couple of good fish, you know, in the first thing in the morning specifically. And I started cruising down the rock wall, and probably about 30 or 40 yards into it, I seen a, a big fish laying up on the bank, you know, real shallow. So I, I dropped the jig right down in front of her face, and she inhaled it almost immediately. And it, it excited me so much. I set the hook so hard, and I put my thumb on the spool. And when I did, it—I oh, wow. mean, it snapped off. Um, it, it was a loud, a loud snap. And I sat there and kind of in shock for a second. And then I started, you know, retying my jig, putting another jig on. And that fish jumped out of the water probably five or six times, if not more, shaking, shaking her head, trying to spit that jig. She was, she was hooked pretty good. So uh, that was that was pretty much my my blow it moment for the for the tournament, you know. But I guess it was it was <laughs> it was the one to blow it on if I was going to blow it. But I have a feeling that fish, you know, probably would have cashed me another thousand dollar check. I mean, it was a right. good fish, and, and I would have tried to hold it for the right time. Um, I did catch several other fish that day, and and you know. Smith Mountain was was a great lake to be fishing last weekend. Pretty much any way you wanted to catch them, you could catch them, whether you wanted to fish shallow or deep. I I stopped on another bank that I like to fish, and I was actually, I picked up the drop shot and actually did some drop shot fishing, and I was 20, 25 foot of water, and I caught three three three-pounders off of a bank on the main lake, you know, 20, 25 foot of water, and, and, they were good fish, good tournament fish, you know, but not not good fish for for this particular right. style of tournament. This was, uh, you know, they they really didn't do me any good. I did throw all three of them in the live well, and they ended up going back in the water at the end of the day. <laughs> didn't do me any good as far as, you know, getting a check on the tournament. Well, going into the final hour, you had a little scare. We had one brought up a little over seven pounds, and she was a nice looking fish, but. You held out for the victory, so congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate it. That fish definitely had me a little nervous. The guys, I, I could see uh, when they when he got took the fish up there, they kind of held the guy back a little bit. You know, they wanted him to go, you know, a little bit closer to the last. They were they were holding him a little bit, and I was a little bit worried. And <clears throat> when they screamed out his weight, they screamed it out a really loud. So I was I was 
<laughs> nervous, and it was a very, it was a very healthy fish. So I was, I was getting a little bit worried there for a second, but you know, it, it was uh, quickly relieved when he when he said seven oh two. So still a heck of a fish. I mean, you know, that was that was the the, the second biggest fish of the two day tournament, and it was still a heck of a fish. Oh yeah. Well, congratulations. I know this is uh, the biggest event you've ever won. And, uh, shoot, Absolutely. anybody would be happy. I mean, darn, took home a couple thousand dollars. And uh, you said you want, you're throwing a jig. What kind of jig were you throwing and what was your trailer? My, I was throwing a green pumpkin jig and the trailer was a, a, red, a rage curl. And both of them were green pumpkin. You know, I'm... I stay pretty consistent with the green pumpkin every now and then. I'll switch it up and put a little orange on it. But um, this one was just straight green pumpkin on green pumpkin. There you go, guys. You heard it right here on the BassCast.com. So, Chris, man, we appreciate you coming on and uh, talking to us. And thank you. Absolutely. No problem. Thank you, Chris. Yes, sir. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back with Mr. John Murray.
for Stanton Outdoors. It's that time of the year again, and Stanton River Outdoors is not just a gun shop. We have your fishing needs covered. We have rods, reels, line, live bait, and a large selection of lures, including gray goat spinnerbaits. We also have rod and reel repair and custom rod building. Late evening, early morning, and forgot something before the big tournament? We have an emergency on-call number of 434-444-7682 in case you forgot something. So come on down to Stanton River Outdoors, 508B, Pennsylvania Avenue, Alavosta, Virginia, or call 434-608-2601. Stanton River Outdoors for all your outdoor needs. All right, guys, we are back with Bassmaster Elite, Toledo Bend winner, uh, John Murray. What's going on, John? How you doing? I'm uh, doing pretty good, actually. I know you told me a little while ago you're traveling, and, uh, you know, that's the life of the elites. But, uh, man, we want to talk about this big, big win you had on Toledo Bend. Yeah, I mean, uh, that uh, sort of a game changer for me. I... Uh, was at the point in my career you just sort of think well i don't know if i'll ever win one of those elite sites you know i've been on the tour about four you know since it began 11 years ago and yep. you just the tour's gotten so strong and so many good young anglers who spent a lot of time and effort and uh you know i've been close a couple times i had a couple of thirds and fours and stuff but i'm like yeah it might be my window might be a pass so that was the biggest surprise right there that you know, I think uh, that you can come back and, and actually win one. Uh, I think Rick Clun showed us all that last year at St. John's. And so, oh, yeah. Uh, he definitely gave me hope last year. And so, I mean, it's just been a wonderful experience. Now, talk us through this whole entire thing here. You know, we all we all know you guys practiced for a couple of days. During the practice, was it some of the spots, you know, you found a couple of spots. Were these some of the spots that you went back to during the event, or did you have to go find more spots, or how'd that go? Yeah, it was really an interesting deal. I, I practiced the first day. I, I worked with Steve Reese, and I talked to him, and I hadn't really caught much. Caught a couple of keepers, and he said he'd seen a lot of bedfish. So I went in a couple areas and saw bedfish, but they weren't winning fish. Right. So I went out to a spot that I fish every year. It's actually a term, a spot I'd won a tournament 15 years ago off of. Yep. And I made a cast with a Tommy Biffle Biffle bug, and I caught a five-pounder. And I moved up the, the reef about uh, maybe 100 yards, and I threw a crankbait out, and I caught another one almost eight pounds that had some more fish with it. I didn't, I couldn't tell. It was really sort of off color, and I just laughed. It was an area I know really well, so I didn't okay. have seen there. I just laughed. The west of the practice, I'd only found one other area, and it was, it was actually the far end of the lake down south by the dam. I'd caught a six and a seven down there on, on early morning and, I, and uh, quite a few keepers, and I'm like, well, I'll just run down to the dam area, catch those, and then I'll run up to my big fish stuff. Well, the first day I ran, you know, that, that you know, I had two spots, and the, and the cardinal sin in bass tournaments is have two spots that far away. Um, but I... You know, I, I didn't have anything else, so that's what I went with. And uh, as the days unfolded, it's sort of funny. Uh, the first day I went to the dam area, right? I caught three limits of fish in the first two hours, but I did lose a big one. But uh, so I came out of there with maybe 12 pounds, but you know, the one I needed, I lost. I ran up to my big fish hole and I caught two six pounders, so I had a really good day. I was in 13th place with just under 18 pounds. And, yeah, yeah, 17, 13. I'm like, I'm going to go down there and catch them. Yeah. So I guess the second day I was a little cocky or something. I don't know. I ran down <laughs> the dam area and I fished up and down and all my area, and I caught one bass. Now, it was a nice one. It was like a three-pounder, but that was the only bite I had. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is my limit spot, you know? So 
I stopped a couple plays, picked up a couple little keepers, and I ran up to my big fish hole and basically fished it for like three hours and never had one bite. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was now a little I'm, – I'm to the point I might not make the cut. So I think I had four little keepers. I had 20 minutes left, and I'm running in. I see a little spot that I have caught them before, and I went over there and lost one. That would have been my fifth fish. And the next cast, I caught one. It was like a two-and-a-half-pounder, and I, I thought, well, that got me in the cut so I can lose fish Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I went a little further, and I actually hooked one on my last cast. It was probably five or six pounds, and it was going to jump, and I thought, I'm just going to swing it. And I tried to swing it, and it snapped the line. Oh, totally man. mistake. So, yeah, it was sort of a funny deal, but I snuck into the top 50. I mean, I ended up in 30-something place, and so I was pretty happy. You know, you yeah. get the top, you fish Saturdays on our tour, you're happy. Yes. But I really didn't have much. So the next step was, you know, when you fish Saturday, you don't care. You made a check. You're just trying to get some points. So I said, I'm just going to my big fish stuff and, and work it hard all day. I didn't go down south to that other area. So I went up there, and I, you know, out of my first five fish, two of them were seven and a half pounders. So I, I end up weighing 23 pounds that day and go jump all the way up to third. And, you know, I'm now I'm really wondering, I'm like, well, you know, this is serious. Now I made a top 12 cut first time in two years and yeah, pretty excited. So, uh, that last day was just basically just go to the best area you got fish it as hard as you can and just hope that, you know, things line up for you and they did i caught three giants out there i caught three for almost probably over 20 pounds and then two little 15 inches i ended up weighing almost 25 pounds so it was just you know one of those days you always look back on and say man it was lined up for you oh yeah definitely true what were some of the techniques that you were using throughout the event well see i'm i'm normally a, a worm jig guy you know i like to fish I love a drop shot. I love a jig. I love all that. And I could not get them going on that. So I was throwing pretty much reaction lures. In practice, I'd been throwing a river to sea S waiver, a big, big jerk swim bait, but they'd come up and just smack it. I couldn't hook them. So I ended up going to the biggest jerk bait I could find. I caught a lot on that. I caught a lot on a crankbait early in the morning. It seemed like a, you know, a little uh, white bass colored crankbait worked good in the morning. Um, I did catch some drop shotting. I, uh, Gene LaRue, eight-inch tattletail on that calm day, that second day, sort of saved me. That that worm saved me, get me in the cut. But, yeah, when it was calm, I couldn't catch them. When it was windy, man, they bit pretty good. That's awesome. And, yes, they bit very well for you the final two days, which helped claim the victory. So congratulations on that. Appreciate it. Um, for those who don't know a lot about you, Let's take a tour back in uh, John Murray's history here, man. Give everybody a little uh, history lesson on Mr. Uh, John Murray. Well, I'm sort of what they call a lifer. I started when I was 13 years old fishing tournaments. By 20, I was a full-time pro out west. Um, I was based in Arizona. I lived on the west coast. Until I was, for the first 25 years of my career, I fished the west coast, basically from Washington down to New Mexico. And there was a lot of big tournaments back then. You could make a living out there doing that. I won 31 bass boats. I won seven trucks. I mean, I, I had a great living. I won two big U.S. Opens out there. And and finally, about 2000, you know, the, the markets changed. The boats got yep. expensive. And, 
And there really, the big money wasn't out there anymore. So I, you know, I knew the last thing I needed to do was get out on the Bassmaster Tour and make a national name for myself. So that's where I went. Um, about 2002, I made my first Bassmaster Classic, and I fished the tour, made, uh, you know, seven Bassmaster Classics since. And, 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 you know, I've always, you know, Steve Reese is my roommate. He's told me for years, man, you've never had a real job. And it's true. I never really have. I've always been a professional bass fisher, been doing what I love and uh, enjoying it. So, yeah, I, I've, tra- I've probably fished every major waterway from Washington, you know, up in the corner up there, Coeur d'Alene, all that stuff, all the way down to Florida and all the way New York to California. So I, I love tournament fishing. That's what I do. And, uh, you know, if, if you know, I, I just I'm I'm sort of a lifer in it. So that that sort of describes me. What made you move to uh, Spring City, Tennessee? Well, Tennessee, I, you know, I, my dream was always to live on a lake. You know, when okay. you're bass fishing, you always want to walk out and there's a dock and you go out fishing. So you can't do that in Arizona. Nope. And then at the driving really, you know, I've been doing it for 32 years of driving across this country, and it really got to me. I have a son who's eight years old, and, and it, you know, those are two and three days at a time that you, you're you just never going to get back. So we, we all moved out there to Tennessee. We got a, la- a house on a lake. And so now I got what I want. Um, we're closer. Like, they could drive to this tournament and come see me when we won. So, I mean, there's a lot of positives about it. Oh yeah, um, I loved Arizona. I'm a, I'm probably a West Coaster to to heart, but I really enjoy Tennessee right now. I'm, uh, you know, it's just a different. I can take my son to school, and then I can take my boat, launch it, or get in my boat, go fish all day, and come back and pick him up from school. It's just a a great lifestyle for me. That's awesome. So with this win, you qualify for the 2018 Bassmaster Classic. You're coming to South Carolina. No, no I don't. This isn't the bass. The bass is bass doesn't have that rule this year. The only one that you do that for is the bass fest. So oh. Right now, no, I'm still in the points, but I haven't qualified for the classic yet. They messing this thing up big time, aren't they? I'm just kidding. Lots of changes. Well, you know, it was sort of as the fishermen really wanted. You know, the, you have to make it all year, not just win one. Now, bass fest, you can still win and make the classic. Right. So I was sort of for this, too, since I never won a tournament. I'm like, no, I think your point should make it, you know, make the year for that. The guy that wins the tournament gets the glory and all that. But, yeah, so, no, I – more than anything I want, I want to go to Hartwell and, and, and Greensville, South Carolina. It's, it's, I fished the first one they had there in 2008 when Al Jones won, and I got on a huge school of fish out there. I mean, bigger fish than I'd ever seen, and – I never capitalized in the tournament. I think I ended up like 25th or 26th. But, uh, man, I've been wanting to go back. I didn't make it last time, but I'm sure going to try to make it this time. We hope you make it, and uh, we look forward to seeing you and uh, meeting you there. I know you'll be there with all the other elites, as always, and uh, hopefully you'll be up on stage. That would be nice. Well, John, we appreciate you taking the time and uh, coming on and talking to us about your win, and um, we wish you the best of the luck in uh, the 2017 season. And I know you probably surprised a lot of fantasy people out there as well, so congratulations. Well, it's, it's just a dream come true, so I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming on with us, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Okay, thank you.
points, cash, gear, sports. With a Dick Scorecard, you earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dick Scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dick's. All right, guys, we are back. In microphone here, I want to thank everyone for being on tonight, man. All of our guests, uh, Dave Romanos, Mr. Chris Brummett, and you guys just heard Mr. John Murray. So congratulations to all of them, and uh, we appreciate them taking the time to talk to us tonight. So thank you. Oh, definitely. Thank you. Um. Like I was saying earlier, week ahead is going to be pretty busy. We got a Bass Quest coming up next Sunday, Smith Mountain Lake. Um, come say hello. Uh, should be another good event as always. Like thank James and everyone with Bass Quest for um, working with the Bass Cast. Uh, and then the following week we got a English Choice. So. There's a lot going on around here. A whole lot going on. Anything going on your side, Bruce? Oh, mostly, yeah. uh, mostly just having some fun. Um, hopefully I'll get back out and find some big bed and bath just so I can lift me another trophy up and say I caught it. Yeah. So I, I can get Tiffany out there and let her catch her big. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm planning on getting out too. Um, it's kind of hard on first. I guess it w- it probably wouldn't be a hard one on my second shift if I had a way to kind of load it all up. And I know some of my friends have trailers and have their kayaks all on there and everything stored. And be able to pull out, th- come home and drop it off real quick and run to work. But uh, second, when I'm on first shift, that's my time to hit the water. And um, I'm hoping to hit the water a couple times. And um, me and Shane are looking at taking a trip out on our yaks, so hopefully we can get that worked out, and uh, maybe hold up some oh, more. Uh, jealous now. And then maybe get a chance to hold up some three-plus pounders. So very, very excited about that, and uh, get out on the water. Oh, so. But see, y'all going to the smallmouth. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, now I'm jealous. I'm still waiting to catch one of those. Well, if we can get you up here we, one day, Bruce, you know, we can um, can throw you in a kayak. I, I, I got a friend that's got a couple of kayaks. We can put you in one of those or you can bring your John boat up here and um, we can uh, go up here on the, the James River and uh, fish the James River a little bit. Oh, definitely. That would be fun. Yeah. Um. Probably best part for you be either do um, Red Dot, which is right below where we usually put, or right above where I usually put in, or um, trying to think where else. Monacan Park. Monacan Park's pretty nice. The only thing bad about Monacan, it is a lot of boat traffic. But um, for all you guys have small crafts, just like me and Bruce, um, that whole, I guess you could call it about a mile stretch right there. It's perfect for us, so. Oh, I'm ready for that. Yeah, so. Um, 
as always, we want to thank our sponsors. Um, Stanton River Outdoors, you guys heard the commercial down in Alta Vista, Virginia, covering Grey Goat Lures products. Um, I'm hoping we can get some of the, Bill Lewis's uh, Diablo custom baits into the store soon. Um, they love carrying local products, and uh, if you are a local Virginia person who uh, he or she that creates a product, please give the guy you know give the guys at Stanton River Outdoors a shout. Um, they can be reached at 434-608-2601. Um, like thank John Cruz of Missile Baits. He's giving me like 15, 10, 15 more packs of swim baits to give away. We need to start giving them things away here. Bruce, we got some tournaments coming up. Uh, we're going to we, do it next month. Uh, Diablo Custom Baits. That's it, Diablo Custom Baits. Um, some of Bill Lewis's jigs. We have a bunch of those, and I haven't handed a couple of jigs to one of my friends, who's um, Ben Hudson, who writes for the Basscast. He's going to be putting together a story for us, and he liked them a lot. He's a big-time jig thrower. Him and his dad th love throwing jigs, and uh, he's going to write us up a story about the jigs, and uh, as well as um, our great good lures, um, Alvin's uh, spinner baits. So we should have them up soon. Don't forget about our contest we have to win Parkway Marina, one-year ramp pass. But you got to post a picture, man. That's it. Post a freaking picture. Like, share their page, and you have the opportunity to win a one-year ramp pass. Um, Ledgehead Lures, please check them out. they got a Facebook page as well as a website, Ledgehead Lures. Check them out. And BassBoatForSale.com. Looking to buy a boat or sell a boat, you can do it now on Bass Boat for Sale, the number four, sale.com. So, again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to tonight's show. Um, we're always looking for special guests. You know, whether you create a product or, um, you know, just want to come on and talk bass fishing, we love doing it. So, give us a shout. Met Go like our uh, Facebook page, Basscast Radio. Um, we do not have a Facebook, page. we do not have an Instagram page for that, but we do have an Instagram page for the Basscast, uh, like the Basscast Facebook page as well, and we have a Basscast News Twitter account. So go like, share. We will have this show up tomorrow afternoon on the Basscast.com for everyone to go listen to. Um, if you like to listen to it now, the show takes about 15 to 30 minutes to cycle, um, and you can listen to it on the Spreaker Network. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R -E -E Network. Um, they do have a mobile app. You can download it to your phone, search for the Bass Radio, and listen to us live right from your Android device or your iPhone device. So many different ways you can listen to the show, but if you want to listen tomorrow, Give me a little time, and I'll have it up so everyone can listen to it. So, thank you again. Thank you, everybody. So, we hope everyone has a great week and uh, has had a um, great Easter Sunday. So, good night, and uh, we'll be talking to you again soon. Good night, everybody.
And like always, Bruce always says, don't forget to take a kid fishing. Right? Make a memory to last a lifetime. There you go. Have a great night, everybody. You've been listening to BassCast Radio, the best in local and national bass fishing. For more episodes, go to Spreaker.com slash BassCastRadio or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BassCastRadio and follow us on Twitter at BassCastNews. pages from a magazine been looking for the answers ever since we were 17 you know the truth can be a weapon to fight this world of ill intentions a new answer to the same question how many times will you learn the same lesson When I need to send cash fast, the Western Union app is my go-to. And now you can send up to $500 for a $5 fee worldwide. All you have to do is download the app, choose the pay in cash option, then come in and pay at a participating Western Union agent location. Download the Western Union app today.